An album a day is my exploration into the Korean music scene. This podcast will cover mainstream, indie, and some underground artists within the scene and provide both factual and opinionated commentary. The biggest benefit to sharing my thoughts this way is that it will hopefully expose you to more great music and exploration of your own. You're tuned into an album a day. Show start. Ah, yes. Excitement. We are on to the next album. There's only one more to go. We are looking at once in the actual letter for the number all. This dropped November 2003 and yesterday's album, that disappointment that it was, they they obviously took some time to reflect. <laughs> we had December 14, 2001 for third time for your mind. And then November 26, 2003 for uh, Once and for All, which ironically peaked at uh, number four on the Korean charts. So I, I, <laughs> I just had a flashback to the last album. The best way to summarize this particular album is Danny M got sick of whatever his role was in the group based on that last album and said, to hell with it, this album is mine. He is singing his behind off. All of his blonde follicles are just giving it everything that he has with a little charisma on the rap end. And he's a vocalist of the group. And then he's ad-libbing for his life. It's just amazing. So K-pop fans, on a scale of one to five, with five being essential listening and one not worth mentioning, the A3 Day rating on this album is a three. It's a three. They have increased to a half point up. Um, it starts off with the interlude. And then from there, you're just, it, it kind of feels like it's kind of sprinkled around. Um, it seems as if they had a music video for half the album. Uh, there's 13 tracks on here. Um, 13 tracks, I feel like four of them are solidly committed to Danny featuring everybody else or Danny featuring my cousin Teddy and then the rest of the group. But um, I actually decided to watch the videos for some of it just to see what type of posturing they would do and things of that sort. And it's quite um, honestly painful. I'm here sick of hearing myself say, um, I'm sorry, y'all. But it's honestly a little painful to see them in their oversized early 2000s attire and it was just as awful seeing it when I was still a high school senior at this time <laughs> I wasn't even in high school anymore I was a college freshman at this point so it's very reminiscent of Nelly and Kelly again there's a song that has the oh in it <laughs> I can't believe I just attempted that <laughs> It's a song that has that in it. Uh, I do vividly recall a filling on your booty comment, which we don't mention who that came from. And if you are unaware, you've not missed out. Um, dang, here we go with the ums again. We need to find a new transitional phrase. This is not attractive. <laughs> it's just not. And then my brain got frozen. Like, well, what you going to say? You going to say so? Because you say that a lot too. We're going to write down some some filler phrases to keep me from sounding so redundant. This is all still a learning experience and an intense one, might I add. 
this album, it's got a lot of songs on it that you can just kind of let play in the background and you're not too bent out of shape about it. My favorite jam on here happens to be the ninth track. So before I say what the name of it is, let me give you the name of all of them. We have Free Flow. Uh-oh. And Free Flow is a 45-second introduction, but they don't put it on here saying that it is. Whereas there's two interludes, Danny's interlude and Teddy's interlude. But back to the beginning. We have Free Flow. Uh-oh. Set it off. Hot, without you, cry, Danny's interlude, every day and night, kiss me, which is my jam, strictly for how much crying and singing and whining Danny is doing on the track. I like the way it comes on. It comes on with a, a strong English sentence. He's just crooning for this woman and the warmth of her touch and everything. And I, I like it. And then you get the rap thrown in there. You're like, okay, all right, get back to Danny, ad living, get, get to the important part. So Kiss Me, It's Over, Teddy's interlude, which t- I don't even know if Teddy be knowing what the hell he's saying anymore. I think Teddy just be like, F it. I'm going to grab some English words and some of the song words that I heard in other songs. I'm going to just put it all together, make it do something, then call it a song. Like, what? What are you? Mm, let's not. Then there's OK. And then the final track is Put them Up. I just don't think they can tell. I'm really skeptical about this last album because that second album was a beast and I have mentioned it now in two separate podcasts so heck on it now we're filling it in with so ah we should just call this one an album a day featuring Ashley verbally beating herself up for the word choices that she makes it, it was just all right. It's not bad. It's not good. But what I think makes it such a solid three is the fact that you come off of that previous album. And I don't know how consumers were feeling about them. You are really looking at it like, mm, really. <laughs> and it, it, it permeates every aspect of what you're listening to. Uh, Hot the, uh, the Goal is... I'm assuming one of the lead tracks from this, it's not very easy to determine like it is compared to now, but I think this, on top of the fact that they had a video for like the first four or five songs on here, there's one, (laughs) Danny just standing in the doorway, just staring out with thoughts of the woman he loved. (laughs) It's so much going on. It's so much doggone mess, but I think... People were so worried and skeptical. This is just my assumption. I don't have any supporting evidence of this. But compared to the last album, I've got just this feeling where people are like, I don't really know. Like, I I like them. They cute or whatever. But um, I just, I don't know. That last album was eh. So maybe that's why this at least reached number four. It's the highest they've been on a chart thus far. And they did decent units, but nothing has topped second round. Second round at the time of this recording, so 275,618 plus CDs and cassettes, whereas this one did uh, a little over 110,000. Numbers just started decreasing substantially. They came out relatively well. A second album slapped. Third time for your mind brought them down to 128 plus in sales. And then they're at 110. And we'll mention the final sales of their last album 
once we get to it tomorrow. So this is a short one again. If you really just want to, if you like Danny, if you've listened to anything and you're like, you know, I got a little bit of a crush on him, which I did too, so much to a point where when he used to be one of the hosts for some of the segments at KCON in its early days, I had a habit of going to the stage and hollering out, Danny, I love you. And he would turn around every time and go, huh? That meant something to me. We go together. I mean, (laughs) obviously we don't, but it was just cool for me. I'm like, Danny, I know who you are. I know what you symbolize in the game and whatnot. And you're actually very handsome and your teeth are stellar. And that's important to a woman like me. So yeah, if you want a lot of Danny in your ear, which I did, I didn't know that I needed it, but I'm glad I had it. Then this is the album to check out. So I will catch you all in tomorrow's episode, the final, the end of the one-time discography. I'm so, I did did it and y'all was there with me. We got one more day to go. One more. I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Bye (laughs) y'all. Oh, it feels so good.